0: Today on The Breakdown, bad boys, bad boys, what you going to do? What you going to do when they come for you, bad boys? I ask these questions not just to quote lyrics, but also because we got two of the bad boys of poker going at it in a big cash game. It's Garrett Adelstein and Mike the Frickin' Mouth out. And between them, by the way, is Phil Helmuth, the guy who everyone wants to punch in the face. But these guys are going to play a hand where... Mike the Mouth puts himself in such a bizarre spot that I actually don't know exactly what he's supposed to do. I only know he's supposed to make his decision quickly, whatever it is. We'll get into it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Denison and Jonathan Levy. Hey. The
1: bad boys, The huh? bad boys. Is Garrett Adelstein...
0: Adelstein? Adelstein. Adelstein. We always get that wrong. It's Adel like your mind is Adel and Stein like Bierstein. Or Ben Stein.
1: I'm just always going to get it wrong in some capacity, but okay, so Garrett Adelstein, I don't know if he counts as a bad boy of poker. He doesn't have, like, the behavior of a bad boy of poker. Oh, he's he's super
0: nice, as far as I can tell. He's just
1: aggressive. That's why you said that, He just plays a lot of hands. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Mike Matasau is, like, a a recovering meth addict who is a complete dick to everybody, and that's what makes him a bad boy of poker. Everyone
0: actually wants to, like, if they could choke Mike out to the point of unconsciousness. Yeah. But, but no, I don't think anyone wants to do it with Garrett. Yeah. So that's a good point.
1: Yeah. So it's bad boys in a different way because Mike is like tight, careful, and bad. Right. And Garrett is loose, aggressive, and good. Well, you know, so back, it's not their play style. That's the same.
0: <laughs> back in the day, the WPT used to do the bad boys of poker every season, and they'd pick six players who were the quote bad boys. And it was guys like Antonio S. Fondiari and well, because, Gus Hansen. They weren't bad in any way. They no, just were they just aggressive. Mean, well,
1: for those guys, they just mean they fuck a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's like, but like, you know, Patrick Antonio's. Yeah, <laughs> he may have been one of them. I yeah, don't know. but yeah, it was guys who were either mouthy or, I guess, guys who talked or guys who were aggressive or both. And that was or it. had reputations for getting around with the ladies. I mean, perhaps did Antonio really have that. Oh yeah, reputation? for sure.
1: Like big time. Like goes to all the clubs and like.
0: Yeah, I mean, not anymore. No,
1: obviously. not anymore. But back then, what are you basing that on? My memory of the time. He what? even talked about it in interviews and stuff.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. You sure he wasn't just pumping up his status? I mean, I don't know for sure, but like, I kind of believe him. Oh, I don't. You don't? Nah. Why? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't see it. Although, have you seen? You see how his wife, right? You you believe
1: it with Gus Hansen, but not
0: him? Gus Hansen is widely considered one of the sexiest men in the world by like everybody. So, yeah, I do believe it. Uh, I was surprised to find that out, but I know like all the women freak about Gus. His ears are so big. All the women freak. They do. They, they don't
1: do. freak about Mike Madison. There
0: was um, there was a um, a Poker After Dark episode from way back when, where it was like five professional poker playing women and Gus. And there's a point when he, I think he got eliminated and he left, and they were all talking about how hot he was. Now they couldn't really even concentrate on the poker because, like, when he's at the table, like, really, they were literally saying it was like Cloney Gowan. This tells you how long. ago I feel it was. like he looks like like Gollum or something. He looks weird to me too, but they all like cannot believe how hot he is.
1: Okay. Anyway. <laughs>
0: Let's, yeah, so we did that conversation. It's that important. Happened. Bad boys, will, bad boys. We will later rate <laughs>
1: the attractiveness of all poker players throughout history.
0: Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. We, we would never do that about women because we're so concerned about like offending people. But Men, we got no problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody's going to be offended, Just right? Just a piece of meat. Nobody's going to be is.
1: People won't be offended. And that's fine with me. Yeah. I'm happy to not offend people. You can be the one who offends people.
0: I feel like I sometimes offend people. Yeah. It feels good. I was told not that long ago about something I did that was... Offensive. Oh, it wasn't we, even that bad. Can we hear the story? It wasn't that bad. Yeah, it, of course it, you can hear the story. make you look bad? No, no, I don't. I don't think it. Will. Okay, although I've told stories before that I don't think making me look bad, and I've been wrong. So we were at a poker table. We were playing five five at in Portland. Stu Stewart from uh, of course uh, Poker Time was at the table. I probably have told you the story off uh, off podcast. Probably off air. Um, and he was listening to some. He had you know AirPods on or something like that. And we'd been playing all of us for a long time at the table. And someone asked him what music he had, what music he was listening to. And someone else said, hey, hey, let's bet on what kind of what type of music he, he has, right? So everyone's throwing out different possible, you know, genres. And I say, I just like to bet on whatever it is, no one else at the table would find it interesting at all. Can I make that bet? <laughs> right? So I thought that was funny. Stuart thought that was funny. But one guy at the table said, um, that's so offensive. That's really insulting. Well, Stuart was laughing, by the way. Yeah. And I, and I said to him, man, if I can't say something like that at the poker table, I don't even know what I'm doing here. Like, are we trying to make money? Well, of course. Yeah. But I'm saying, but like, I, I could be trying to make money lots of ways. Like, part of the thing is, like, it's fun to be able to play poker and like hang out and like there's a casualness and a socialness to it. Like, I, he's, he actually said to me, that's so bad for your brand. And I was like, eh, I feel like it's fine for the brand. <laughs> I feel like it's good for the brand. And I guess I do since I'm telling the story on our podcast now. Yeah. He's well, a very nice guy. The guy who said it, by the way, is a nice guy too, and was I think just like worried about like the brand, which is oh, nice I think, of him.
1: I think he's overreacting. Me I think too. I think you're right this time. Yeah, this exactly. Stuart was 100 percent fine with it. I, I mean, that. like I feel like our brand can involve some making fun of people who even of our fans. Like, oh my, as God. of about a week ago from this recording, but a while back, based on when you're listening to this we had a poker guys fantasy football draft oh, yeah. where we had a draft with us two and 14 fans. And you know, there's like a chat in the fantasy football draft room and I talked major shit to the fans. Like there were two people oh, yeah. named Carl with a K, we, you know, both of them because they suggest things. Sure. But so I asked the question to Carl's, how many cups, you know, yeah. stuff like that. And that's not like offensive to
0: them. Right. No, of
1: course. So, not. Like it's okay to do that type of stuff. Right. That's
0: not offensive at all. Yeah. There's nothing even sort of offensive about that, honestly. Um, Hey, can, I, can we do two other like things like, along these lines? Sure. This is fun. Um, so, Holding Cantrell had asked, and we referenced this on a recent podcast, uh, had asked if he's, on the, if he's third all time yeah. in Suggestors. And, and I said I didn't think he was, for sure. And we had back and forth about that. Mark Testart tweeted at us a day ago after listening to this podcast... I'll tell you this much. Holden Cantrell won't take this lying down. He'll get into the gym and work on his game. You knock him down, he got, he'll get back up. He'll keep on working because Holden wants to win. Holden wants to be the best. I thought that was pretty strong. Yeah. <laughs> like, Wow. Uh, these strong, guys, are, I like that. There's like the, they're all. It's a fraternity now. Strong like support
1: for a community. fellow suggester.
0: Exactly. It's like that guy deserves to be higher up than you're giving him credit for. He's never going to stop working. You know that kind of. What's
1: stuff. What's a community where people are competing against each other, but they also support each other? Like, like there's a lot of those. Like bodybuilding, maybe that type of thing where the people are like so. happy with like. So that's what our fans are like. Yeah, you guys are all bodybuilders.
0: Yeah. I was with you till the nice very end. Nice muscles. <laughs> Here's the other thing that happened, and this is not uh, so much fan-related, but it involves Wonka, who is, of course, a regular in poker time. So it was on Saturday, and I just busted from a tournament, and I was standing at the 5-5 table. Were you weeping openly? I was not weeping. And I was, I was, I was talking... Wonka and Stuart were there, and I was talking to those guys. I was standing behind Wonka, and Wonka had just been dealt the hand. I was just about to leave. I said, you know what? Wonka, I'm going to sweat this hand with you, so show me your hand. So he shows me his hand. Because he just does. It's ace-eight offsuit. It folds to him in the cutoff. He raises. The big blind calls. And the flop is four, five, six. The big blind checks. Wonka thinks for a little bit. It says, eh, if I bet you're just going to check jam on me. Now, there's, you know, there's like $55 in the pot. Yeah. And they are like $700 deep. I think the other guy's the effective stack with like $700. Wonka says, you're going to check jam on me. And checks. The turn is a miracle seven. Wonka now has a straight. Yeah. The kid checks. Wonka, bets $35. The kid check jams on him. Wow. Instant check jam on him. I think because he thinks it's going to be a funny story. Yeah. Wonka doesn't call right away. <laughs> <or>. <laughs> he goes in the I'm sitting there. I'm like, I know he's going to nitroll this kid. I know it. So, yeah, he nitrolls the kid. I mean, he takes like a solid 30 seconds. Does the kid at least have two pairs or something? The kid has a set. Okay. Um, but still, what the hell are you doing, yeah. kid? Yeah. Like why why on that board right? Except I think he's trying to tell a story. You know, I have a story to tell, right? Yeah. When I mean when I said not tell a story to Wonka, but tell a story like later on to his friends and stuff like that. Like how fun it's just funny, yeah. right? Because um, obviously Wonka's never going to call with just an overpair for seven hundred. No, of when he bets thirty five on that board, ever, ever, ever. Yeah, of course, ever, ever. Um, so anyway, yeah, it was... Uh, so Wonka does... He says, I think I probably can't fold this one. But then thinks for a bit more and finally calls. And then we all made fun of him. Uh, and he won the pot. The kid, the board did not pair. And the kid was out like 700 bucks for no earthly reason, except I think... It reminded me when you, when you had said some people play to make money and some people play for stories. And yeah. This felt like a perfect example of Wonka's playing for money. This kid's playing for stories. Yeah. Right? Because like, he wants to be able to say he did that. Even though it's... You know, EV-wise, insane. And what is... I would never do that.
1: Why are you telling this story? I just thought it was funny. Okay.
0: (laughs) just happened to... Maybe we should get to the hand. Oh. There's a hand? (laughs) This time we have a hand. We're going to break down something? Yeah. Okay. Welcome, new listeners. We're going to break down a hand now.
1: Suggested on Twitter by Mike Frederick and Jay Wrecker. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. The real Jay Wrecker up in here. Yeah. And uh, they, of course, tweeted at us. We are the Poker Guys on Twitter, at 2 Poker Guys. number 2 Poker Guys include a YouTube link and a timestamp. And perhaps we will do your suggestion. Pretty sure Mike Frederick lives in Nashville. It's good to know. Yeah. Tennessee. Known for his barbecue and hot chicken. And also
0: music. Yes. Every... You walked I was in Nashville not too long ago. And you walk down a, a, any, pretty much any street in Nashville. There are multiple... Uh, restaurants, and all of them have live music. No matter what, re- it's an Applebee's, they have live music. It's crazy. I've never been to Nashville. It's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. But anyway, let's do the hand. All right. So this is a cash game. It's Live with the Bike. It's a three-blind game, 50-50-100. Yep. It's got a $100 big blind ante as well. Okay. We've got Phil Helmuth and Mike Manasseh wow. at the table, so it's an insufferable place to be.
0: Oh, my God, it is. Yeah. But they're probably both really good for the game.
1: Yep. And Live with the Bike sure wants them there. Of course they do. That's for sure. All right, so Mike is going to be plus one. He's going to open the action here with two aces, ace of hearts, ace of clubs. He's going to make it 400. Is that enough for this structure?
0: I was thinking it probably can't be once you told me there's the big blind ante, too. Yeah. There's $300 already in the pot. 400 just isn't nearly enough. Now, the only reason to make it 400, there's no good reason. There should be, You should be making it at least five. Yeah. Um, I think at least five, probably. At least, well, maybe 450 is okay. 400 just feels like way too small. Is Garrett in the big blind? He's in the button. Oh, he's on the button. Um, I just feel like there's just too much money in there for people to f- They're just not going to fold enough. And obviously, when you have aces, you don't mind if they don't fold, but we're talking about his entire range that he's opening here, which is 400 just isn't big enough, I don't think. Nah. Probably now, not. I know that cash games are the big cash games are trending towards smaller and smaller opens. Yeah. But this has a big blind ante, and most cash games don't. This has a third blind, and most, most games don't. So that makes me want to pump it up a little bit. Well, Mike doesn't. Okay. Well, not surprising. Who cares? Mike makes mistakes. It's fine. It, also, this is not a huge mistake. Let's right. not act like it is. If he makes it 500 versus 400, it's not going to change anything in this hand. It's not going to change anything in most hands, right? Yep. He just gets a little more value with his aces more of the time and has easier decisions post-flop because the stack to pot is slightly more in his favor. Yep. By a tiny bit. Anyway. So
1: Phil Helmuth is going to be in the hijack. He's the garbage human of the hand and the garbage human of the world. And he's going to call with deuces. Fine. Yeah, whatever. Uh, we don't need to know his stack size. Garrett Adelstein yes. is on the button. I like how slow you said it. I was making sure I got it right. It was great. He's got over 90K in his stack because he always has way more chips than everybody else at the table, yeah. no matter how he gets them, buys them, or, or earns them. And also can't help three-betting every hand that he plays ever. It I mean, seems. it's not the worst time no. to squeeze. So he three-bets to 1,700 on the button with 6-7 of clubs. It's It's a a little small. It's a sort of, but it's big enough.
0: It's barely big enough. Yeah. I mean, if I mean, Phil's Phil's in the hand and there's the already all that money that was, and it It feels a little small too, but it's, it's fine. Again, this is serious nitpicking. We're doing with this, with this preflop raising size. It's
1: a little bit odd to choose these two players in these positions to three bet this hand against. I'm thinking because Mike is known as being tight because he's like always broke. Yeah. And, Phil is relatively tight as well.
0: Phil also will fly with a lot of big hands. And
1: Garrett is in position against two guys who I'm sure he feels like in a cash game, he can navigate very well against post flop. He has one of the nicest post flop hands for deep stack poker. Yep. It's kind of a strange time to open yourself up to, to getting blown off the hand or having to put more money in with a hand that's clearly way behind equity wise.
0: Um, I, I was going to say maybe Mike's been opening a lot, but I know on the video, they actually say Mike's been playing really tight. Yeah. Um, what, Phil's calling range, unless Phil maybe Phil's on uh, tilt or something, but I think this is kind of early on in the game. Yeah. Um, sometimes when Phil's on tilt, Phil does lose his mind and plays ridiculous ranges. True. But if we don't, and then that's more of a reason to go for it, and then we should really have to get through. If Phil's going to play f- ridiculous
1: Mike. ranges, it won't be against Mike because he has a piece of Mike in this game. Apparently, that's,
0: that's right. That's true. Phil announced before the game yeah. started that he has a piece of Mike. So you're right. That's the guy he's not going to be taking a shot at. Comparatively. Yeah.
1: So I mean, like I I get that this hand is a cool hand to add into the three betting range and everything. But against these positions and these players, maybe it's not the time. Maybe yeah. you just take your edge post flop and your position.
0: It's only 400. Yeah. It's no big deal. Just to call on the button. That's not how Garrett plays though. No. As we know, Garrett puts a lot of pressure on a lot of people. Garrett's whole game is you hate playing against me. Right. It sucks. So guess what? Mike Mattisau? It's going to suck. Enjoy your ace jack, buddy. Cause you're going to have to throw it away a lot. But it does not suck for Mike. It's actually a
1: joyous moment. One of the few joyous moments in Mike Mattisau's (laughs) life. In the interim between when Garrett acts the blinds fold and Mike gets to be like, ah, I just got four bet when I have, or three bet when I have aces. Yeah. You know? It's always a good feeling. Yeah. What, speaking of things that could be considered offensive, (laughs) there was a guy who, sorry, just kind of out out of nowhere. We're
0: doing this. This This is today's show.
1: I, I I regretted saying this afterwards, but there was a guy that I got real pally with at like a win tournament. It was like one of the smaller buy-ins I played over the summer. Yeah, it was a five hundred and fifty dollars buy-in, so not not like a huge deal tournament or anything. So I got to like be friendly with this guy He was funny. It was it was good, and he busted when he seemed like a guy who things roll off his back. But he busted when he had aces. He's a guy who what has ro- things roll off his back. Oh, it okay. seemed like you know, um, and it, nothing changed about that. But he had aces and he busted like. Sh- Having to call off 40 blinds effective when some guy shoved with ace 10 off and he lost. And I said, Well, at least you got that moment in between when you lost and when you called with aces when it was pretty good. And life's all about nice moments, you know? He didn't seem super thrilled that I did that, but he was, but he had just busted. So So maybe I shouldn't have said that, you know, Uh, (laughs) but when somebody just busts, that's probably fine. I mean,
0: it's not a big deal. I agree with you, probably shouldn't say it, but it's fine too. Yeah. I mean, I, Find myself saying anyone who I think can take it, I like go after almost immediately. <laughs> right? Like, doesn't really occur to me not to, you know. Like, actually, I was playing a tournament on Saturday. This uh, the same tournament where later on Wonka had all this happen in this cash game when he was still in at this point, and he got it in with sevens against like five six suited. When five six suited three bet jammed, and he thought for a while and called plus sevens, and he lost. He was dead drawing dead on the turn. Nice. And I was making fun of him for that, and didn't think anything of it immediately. I'm like, hey. Look at that! You, uh, you really, you lost, you lost pretty bad. And uh, it was like inaccurately recounting the hand to like just piss him off a little bit. Well, yeah, but that's because like diamond came on the turn to have him drawing dead, then another diamond came on the room. Like, looks like he got you on the river again. And then he had to correct me. Like, no, no, no. See, I like pointing to the river diamond, even though he was drawing dead.
1: No, but that's different. Like you and Wonka are actually friends.
0: Like, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. This this guy guy at the wind is like
1: like the Fight Club thing. Like he's like a (laughs) single serving friend, you know, like like in an airplane, you know.
0: That's right. No, you're right. That is different. Yeah, but I'm.
1: Anyway, all this to Fun say, Mike, Mike Mattis, I was having a moment of joy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> one moment of joy.
1: So he's been 3-bet to 1,700 by Garrett. Yeah. Uh, and so if you're Mike, are you doing anything but 4-betting in this spot?
0: I can't imagine calling where we're going to be out of position if we call Phil's calling.
1: It we seems won't cr- have the
0: initiative. We won't get to make sure a bet goes in on the flop. Also, like, we can increase the stack to pot right now. Garrett often has a hand that he's not folding. When he three bets, sometimes he folds. By the way, if he folds, it's okay. Yeah, there's reasonable money in there now. How much did Garrett make? It seventeen hundred. Seventeen plus the four that was already three that was already in there is two thousand plus the eight hundred that's already there's twenty eight hundred dollars we can just pick up mm-hmm. sometimes. And the other times we're going to be almost always heads up against Garrett unless Phil's got a monster. Great, Phil can do. Phil can lose his mind. Whatever. We're we're happy to be against Phil if the money, if there are a lot more money goes in now. But usually we're gonna be heads up against Garrett where the stack to pot's gonna be very much in our favor. I think it's a clear 4-bet, Even though he folds sometimes, that's fine.
1: Yep. Uh, what size?
0: Um, okay. We're gonna be out of position, but it doesn't matter as much now because the stack to pot stuff is gonna make it so we don't need to really make it huge sizing.
1: Well, yeah, but, so, but the reason is like, what do you think is an amount that we're gonna get action with that is the most that is possible? Because right. we that, have that's a fair the question. current nuts. I think that's know? a fair question.
0: He made it 17. Yeah. Um, I think something like 5,400 is pretty good.
1: 55 is where I went immediately. Yeah, there yeah.
0: you go. So I guess we disagree once again. Right. I know. I hate, uh, I hate you so much. Yeah, 55, <laughs> 55, 54 is fine. I think you go a little, a little more, a little bigger. Anywhere between five and six is probably fine, though.
1: Yeah, Mike goes a little smaller. He goes 48.
0: It's not it's, the end of the world. It's not a big deal. But I mean, maybe he's maybe by making it a little smaller. Sometimes we induce against Garrett too. Although we yeah. probably induce. It. Although honestly, when Mike four bets Garrett's probably not five betting. Five, bet, five betting light. Excuse me. Almost ever.
1: Right. Okay, so here's the surprising thing that happens next. Okay. Is that um, Phil Helmuth is in a spot that people are in constantly in poker, who play a lot of poker, and it's very common and normal, and sometimes you have to fold deuces (laughs) pre-flop. And uh, (laughs) uh, he complains as if he just, like, his family just died in a car crash. That is
0: overstating. Yeah. (laughs) He says, fuck. Yeah. And sits there for a little bit and then folds. Right. Instead of insta-folding and not saying anything. Yeah. yeah.
1: He's just being Phil Helmuth, and I wanted to point that out. 'Cause I don't like him. You hate him. I absolutely you really do. do.
0: You hate him so much more than I do. I don't You I, came
1: around. What happened? Have, have you issues. forgotten
0: everything? I have issues, but you really dislike
1: him. I very much do. Yeah, yeah, that is correct.
0: Like if he was in a dunk tank and you had and it was free to play and you could just throw like those balls and like get him to dunk. I would throw water, it at him. You would no, you would try and you would try and drop him in the water. No, I'd throw it at him. <laughs> no, but if there's like a little cage protecting him.
1: I would throw it high so I would go over the oh, cage yeah, yeah. and hit him. The balls. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so Mike started the hand with 42,000 as the effective stack between yeah. him and Garrett. Garrett's put in 1,700, so he's got to call 3,100. Seems like he got a call with six, seven of clubs here, but it's not ideal.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a, the price we're getting, blah, blah, blah. We're in position, blah, blah, blah. There's other hands we could decide to fold here that we're three-betting. Yeah. Not that many, honestly. But, like, if Garrett's three-betting things like queen-jack off, which he might be.
1: I feel like he's three-betting hands like ace-jack off, at least. Yeah,
0: yeah. But, like, hands that are, like, strongly dominated, um, he should be considering folding. Um, This hand at least has different kinds of board coverage where he's almost, like, if he's dominated, he's only dominated by an overpair. Like, if he flops two sevens, he's good almost 100% of the time, you know? Like... He's going to know where he's at a lot anyway. Now, with one pair, maybe he's going to lose a lot of money sometimes. Although, against Mike, maybe not.
1: No, if, you, if Mike's playing pretty straightforward, then it's not maybe, a problem. Maybe
0: you call once on the flop and you're done. Yeah. Maybe you even fold the flop depending on the rest of the board. You know. And the
1: sizing and everything.
0: Yeah. Um, so, maybe he just feels like he can play this pretty straightforwardly post-flop and not worry it about it. It just
1: seems like a little too nice, too playable to fold in position.
0: Or also, honestly, Mike making forty eight hundred, 4,800, it's, it's 2,100 more. Sorry, 3,100 yeah. more. I mean, that's a lot of money in real, actual money. But if we're just looking at it from the game perspective, right? Forty-eight hundred plus Garrett's seventeen is what sixty-five. Plus, there's another seven in there from Phil and the uh, the the blinds and ante. That's uh, seventy-two hundred dollars, right? I mean, it's yeah. just an easy call for it's a, thirty-seven more. It's
1: a very it callable amount.
0: Thirty-one more. Thirty-one hundred more. I mean, it's just a super easy call. Yeah. And you just you know you're way behind. You know you're gonna almost always. You're thinking, though, sometimes an ace can flop and you can steal it, right? That's like what you have also. There's a few steal spots. Yeah. But mostly you're just hoping to get lucky. That's fair.
1: All right. Well, Garrett calls. Sounds good. Pot's 10275 And Nitrogen Sports Poker Room is a thing.
0: Are they starting a phone service now? Uh, no. A nitrogen phone service? Nitrogen no. Sports phone? Nope. Like a mobile thing? <laughs> Like T-Mobile, but Nitrogen? Nope. Oh, because you said... The reason why I thought that they were probably doing is because you said um, Garrett calls, and you usually do this big segways, and so I thought you were going to say, and you can call on Nitrogen's new mobile service.
1: No, no, I decided to go no segue and just say Nitrogen Sports Poker <laughs> is a thing. Yeah. And that is going to be the content of the ad.
0: <laughs> oh, that's the whole thing? Yeah. Wow. We're not going to explain what kind of a thing it is. The myst- now they think maybe it's a phone service. They're not sure. Is it internet? Instead the, mystery, of phone? <laughs> the mystery
1: may surprise you.
0: <laughs> you know, sometimes by keeping it like a little more vague, that's good from a PR perspective, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Everyone wants to know. It's like when they're like, to find out what happens, go to Honda.com, but don't because Honda's not a sponsor. No, don't <laughs> don't go- actually go
1: there. No, don't go there. It's also <laughs> a horrible website, <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting, really. Yeah. What's not disgusting is Nitrogen Sports Poker. Oh. Which you can access through the link in the description of this podcast. And that Mm. should be the exclusive way that you access it, unless you've already signed up through that link, of course. Mm. Because when you sign up through that link, you get access to exclusive Poker Guys events. It's our monthly tournament. It's a wonderful deal. We've talked about it a lot. It's a lot of chatter. There's a lot of people talking about it. Everybody's talking about this. (laughs) We've guaranteed 1,000 buy-ins. Nitrogen guarantees 1,000 buy-ins every month. Yeah. They only get up to 80-ish players. Yep. It means it's a good deal.
0: It's ridiculous. If though. you
1: don't understand that math, you should stop listening to this podcast. Or
0: listen to it more so you can learn to understand Listen to it math.
1: three times.
0: That's fine, too. Anyway, get on
1: Nitrogen. Get you some poker. You can play, play the Poker Guys tournament. You can also, of course, Sportsbet can gamble in their online casino. It's Bitcoin only. They give you the, your money fast. They don't fuck around, you know? Yeah. They're just typical
0: A-plus good anti-Philhelm youth type people. They also have um, shockingly good coverage and reception. It covers the whole country. Oh, yeah. Um, you can look at their coverage map online, of course. They give
1: you 10 free minutes a month. <laughs> <laughs> You can send up to four texts a year without charge.
0: Do <laughs> like emergency texts. And 911 works no matter. Even if your phone is off, it works. You just hit 911. It calls. Yeah, but it costs a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. And it's in, you have to be using the nitrogen phone. Yeah. Which you have to buy separately and it's very expensive. <laughs> this is good business. We nitrogen should, sports phone service. We should pitch this to them. They'll love it. I mean, there's obviously a lot of money to be made in telecoms. Look around. I mean, just look around. <laughs> <laughs> Nitrogen Sports. Also, the other thing about them, if you're, th- if you're on the fence about whether to do their phone service or not or to sign up for them to do other sports betting and, and casino games, they're not doing 5G. They're going right to 6G. They're skipping 5G. 7G, I've heard. It's so, so smart. smart. The works. It's so smart. Why do 5G right. well, like everyone else, like all the other Tom, so, Dick, and Harry. So
1: when we pitch this to Nitrogen, I know how to close the deal, actually. Yeah. yeah. Because we're going to be like, so you got to do this phone service. you got to give us like 25% of the profits. They're be like,
0: yeah, so far I love us. Yeah,
1: but they might be like, I'm a little bit skeptical. Do people really need that yeah and i'll be like hey go ahead and saunter over to your window take a look outside what do you see you're like i don't know sky birds I'm like yeah. what's it what's that wire there it's like oh yeah there's a wire it's like oh yeah what's that attached to motherfucker <laughs> they're like oh it's a telephone pole i'm sold you here, know that here the- you go poker guys here's one billion dollars
0: <laughs> you know those telephone poles don't have anything to do with uh telecom pretty much anymore oh, but
1: telecom though Telephone, telecom, <laughs> Illuminati. <laughs> like,
0: the wireless stuff is all VoIP now. It's all. Oh yeah, VoIP. That's the thing. Not, it's not. None of it's using those wires. Right. Those just. Throw, those wires basically just throw, are just throw,
1: out, just throw out a random acronym and let's hope it sticks. Voice over
0: Internet Protocol. Oh yeah, VoIP. <laughs> anyway, Nitro Sports Phone Service. I, I get in the game. LLAL. By the way, get in the game. That's good. That's good for Nitro Sports Phone that, Service. You can't take that. That's EA Sports. Do you think they? Oh. No, that's it's in the game. We're uh, saying get in the game. They oh. can, may, maybe they'll sue. Maybe they won't. It's, that's part of our pitch. <laughs> anyway, back to the show. All right. <laughs> yes, back to the show.
1: There is $10,275 in the pot. It is Garrett Adelstein. Yep. Stein. Adelstein. So damn it. Close. So close.
0: You're halfway home.
1: Garrett on the button. With 6-7 of clubs, is called Mike Matasau's 4-bet four to 4,800. Mike
0: Matasau has two aces, the ace of hearts and the ace of clubs. This is that one moment where the sun is shining on Mike and he has the nuts Yeah, before it's all going to crash And down. the
1: sun is most beautiful before it goes over the horizon and the darkness comes, right?
0: That's, and that's right, true and
1: that's for Mike Matasau as well. Because? Because the flop is 8 nine ten, spade, club, heart. This gives Garrett the third nuts with a straight.
0: That seems bad for Mike.
1: It does seem bad for Mike. It's actually just a generally very bad flop for aces.
0: It is. It's yeah. True. Like the hands that Garrett's three betting and then calling with, he does have some overpairs here for sure. He has some big aces, but obviously has all the sets too. Yep. He can even, and he can have queen jack suited here.
1: And obviously can have six, seven suited. Yes. We can't have jack seven suited, he- you would think. Right. But probably he can have not.
0: nine ten suited, he can have eight nine suited as yep. we see. He might he probably is eight suited too sometimes. Oh yeah. So he's got so he's got us crushed if we're thinking about um uh you know who's got the higher end the top end of the range. Right, Mike's
1: now. probably not even 4-betting 2 two tens. I don't think he is. So yeah, Garrett definitely has a huge range advantage. Mike
0: it's has like aces, kings, maybe queens, maybe ace king. Yep. I don't know if he has anything else. So, yeah. I mean, it's a rough spot right away. It's Garrett, tricky. Garrett can range Mike really well, and Mike should know that.
1: It's tricky. So yeah. what do you want to do is Mike? Being out of position sucks, too, in this spot.
0: The good news is there's already $10,000 in the pot, and Mike only has like 40 k right? Uh, yeah. So we can't screw this up too bad no matter what. Like, we can just welcome aggression, and if we're behind, we're behind. We, the, the stack to pot demands that we get our money in. It's fine. That's like, I think... So yeah, I th- so
1: I think. I mean, there's not a ton of draws.
0: I mean, sh- sh- there's King Jack suited and there's Jack Jack. Jack Jack is a problem. Ace Jack suited, perhaps. queen Queen, I guess, we have to worry a little bit. Not a lot. Well, no, so, what I'm saying right.
1: is, like, if we get our money in on this flop, how, oh, how ahead yeah.
0: are we the, of the range? We are not I mean, we're far behind the Garrett range. Garrett shouldn't be raising queens against yeah. us. Yes.
1: So, should we welcome aggression if we bet? I don't because think that answer is like yes. It, but I, th-
0: I think we're going to not fold. Because it's Garrett, and he's Garrett. I think I, I, I don't hate a check here. I think a bet is fine, too. I think both are fine.
1: I think a check is better because it's Garrett. Because it's Garrett is a reason.
0: But the thing is, like, doesn't it tell a better story if we bet once and then check?
1: What story are we trying to tell? Ace King.
0: Isn't Ace King going to take a shot instead of just checking? I don't know. Up? Mike's kind of a wuss. Okay, if Mike is checking Ace King all the time, he should check for sure. If he's betting Ace King, then I think he should bet. I think he should play this as if he had Ace King and not Aces and that way, and then both flop and turn. Yeah, so I kind of disagree. Yeah?
1: I just think that checking is the better play overall just because, like, I mean, if there were two to a flush, it's a different story, and we can yeah. more comfortably feel okay about getting
0: in. Okay. But there's not. So we want to we want to keep Garrett's range as wide as possible yeah. is what you're saying. And, like, if we bet, he's going to fold a lot of his don't, hands. Like,
1: I know the stack-to-pot ratio is is around four to one, and that means usually you should be able to get it in with no repair, but I don't know if this is a board that you should be based on the preflop action –
0: Against You're, Garrett's range. The thing is, like, I'm concerned that if we check, Garrett's going to check back a lot of his one pair of hands here. If Garrett has a ten, in so
1: we hand, we'll start going for value on the turn.
0: Yeah, I'm just trying to think if we can still we can can't really get it in all of it in. Um, if we, I guess we could. We can we can stretch. Okay, I don't think we not Our rep is too. I don't tight, think we right? want
1: to be. Trying to get all of it in By once the this river. flop comes. By the river. I don't think we want to be trying to get all of it in.
0: Against one pair, we do.
1: Oh, sure. But it's going to be really tough to get it in against one pair, no well, matter what.
0: if we bet the flop and he's got jacks, it's possible. If we don't bet the flop... Now, he might bet jacks. He's anyway, going to bet I jacks. Think. I don't know if he's going to bet jacks. I mean, if he improves, it's so scary. He's going to bet jacks. Thing is, he may be thinking, like, if Mike has exactly ace, king, aces, kings, or queens only... He's going to play perfectly against me when I bet my jacks. That's not so great. Now, you do, deny, you do deny the six outs of equity, but that's it. Like Besides that, you don't get a whole lot of value for your jacks by betting them. He might check back jacks. That's fine with me. As my I'm clerk. saying, but then we can't get it all in. I just jacks. don't
1: expect that we can get it all in profitably with two aces on this board. With the
0: we may action. not be able to it's true like it's possible even if we bet and he calls flop and we bet and he calls turn yeah. if he's got jacks of full jacks on the river if we bet again we don't like... have to get it all in every time when yeah. we think we have the best hand just the the f- because we got to four bet pre we gave ourselves a chance but this right, is but such the, a bad board. but the flop is a negative event yeah you it know really is. so
1: negative events should change your perception of how a hand is supposed to go
0: yeah that's fair
1: and you don't want to get entitlement tilt which it sounds like you got no, podcaster no. entitlement tilt all of a sudden you're like i'm going to get it all in with aces
0: right away I'm not it's not that <laughs> just aware of the stacked to pot and so it's it's favorable for us um, it is not though i mean the like, stacked to pot alone is favorable for yes, us period but,
1: but taking into account the whole situation it's an unfavorable situation for trying to get it all in i agree
0: okay. i agree so that's that's what i'm trying to navigate yeah. here bro that's okay. all. So you're saying i'm so i'm wondering what's better and i'm thinking there may be some spots where a bet is better i think um, i think though if we're if we're checking Ace king we should always check this for sure well that's definitely
1: true i think even if we're Betting ace king, we should check this. Just like, I don't care about balance in this spot right now. Like, I mean, that's, I think you have to. Mike is so incredibly unbalanced anyway. Mike is. Yeah. Mike is. Like, if, because you're doing this based on what his preflop range is, and you're only giving him ace king as a bluff right now. If he Mm -hmm. was a different player, it'd be a lot easier to balance because you'd have way more combos to work with. But if Mike literally only has aces, kings, queens, and ace king, I don't care about balance. Yeah. Fuck it. Because why? Because we don't have this instance happen enough for it to matter that much against Garrett. And it, like, pragmatically works so much better to check against
0: this player in this spot. I mean, okay, but hold on. I agree with you. It probably works better to check in this spot against Garrett, and I like that. And that's probably the best reason to check is because it's Garrett, and he's going to absolutely potentially be all in by the river with two two napkins. By
1: the way, I think maybe if your if your range is Mike's range yeah. and it's aces, kings, queens, and ace king, you are supposed to check this 100% of the time with all of those hands. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine.
0: But I'm saying if you're betting ace king like a lot of people will after they four bet, then we have to bet somewhere over pairs too, otherwise we have no chance. And saying it's against Garrett isn't good enough because there are other players at the table who are also watching this, and you're streaming this out to the world who are also watching this. This is gonna this does matter, and you are gonna be in this situation again. Okay. And, all, and everyone's gonna see how you play it. In so order it to satisfy you, I'm going to say yes. that he should check all of his hands. That's then. fine. And I mean, I'm totally down well, with that.
1: Only if his range is truly just those monsters.
0: I think I probably check this too. This is not this is like one of the worst case scenario boards. Yeah. Obviously if it was all monochromatic with the single single suit, that'd be worse. But yeah. Otherwise, this is pretty shitty. Right. At least then, though, we could come up with hands that Garrett could bluff against us, right? There's yeah. less hands now. So anyway, I like a check, ultimately. But I think a bet isn't the end of the world. But mm. I like a check. I agree. Yeah, I like it a lot better than a bet, actually. Okay. Mike checks. Garrett
1: okay. is going to bet. Sure. Because, you know, he's hoping Mike has one of those overpairs. Yeah, He might just check full Ace-King, but whatever. He also might check call Ace-King once. He might. Yeah. Garrett bets
0: 5K about half pot. Fine. Yeah. No problems. Seems fine. I mean, Garrett also can't really just check because we're talking about, like, scare cards. Yeah. Now, let's say, as Garrett, you know Mike has aces. Like, think about all the bad cards that can come. Any board-pairing card, any straightening card, yeah. Any queen, any jack, any 10, any 9, any 8, any 7, any 6 are all scary cards to Mike. Yep. So, especially with Garrett, who's wider than most. Like, you just have to bet here. That's, and as we know, Garrett's reputation, as you're saying, is very bluffy, so it's, it works even better. Absolutely. So I, I think I agree with you. This is a clear bet for Garrett. I'm glad he does it. And Mike that. obviously cannot fold. You the, can't check
1: fold aces in the spot. No, this is the top of our range. We absolutely cannot fold. Yeah. So Mike calls, yeah. which is fine. I think that's a lot better than raising. Yeah. Pot is $20,275. Okay. Turn is the king of spades. Okay. Which no
0: you know, longer the top of our range. We nope. now have a better hand. One better hand. In our king
1: range. King is now at the top of our range. Yes. It's Mike
0: Mattisau. Mike checks again. So far, Fine. so good. Garrett's going to bet again. He's just like, oh, let's just hope to get it all in. It's an interesting spot for Mike when we check again. Are we hoping that Garrett bets? I guess we are hoping that Garrett bets, right? We're checking, hoping Garrett bets, and hoping we win. Hoping I think we're, we're
1: okay with him either checking or betting.
0: I guess if he checks, that means we we're ahead almost always. So yeah. that's pretty good. And
1: we can bet a lot of river cards. And, yeah, and check you know.
0: some, and mm-hmm. check call probably, against even the scary river cards mostly, I think. Um, yeah, I guess I guess we prefer to know that we're ahead. And if he checks, like, it's hard to imagine he's going to not bet two pair plus. So if he checks we're ahead, that's got to feel good. The pot's big. The pot's got 20K in it. So that's fair. But if Garrett bets, you know, he can really have nothing. He can have complete air and be drawing dead, too, which would be nice or near dead. Yeah, Garrett could have four or five of diamonds here. Right. You know? Which would be pretty sweet.
1: Yep. So Garrett's going to bet. He bets
0: 10K. He goes half pot again. Okay. Setting up uh, what's going to be an easy shove on the river. Yep. Because Mike is going to have like, half pot left by the river. He's going to have 20K and the pot's going to be 40K, assuming Mike calls. Right.
1: So I, the way I see it, Mike has two options here. Mm -hmm. Because Mike has $32,225 remaining in front of him One Garrett bets 10K. Two options are very clearly to call or to shove.
0: Yeah. Those feel like the only two options. Folding is absurd.
1: You can't fold against Garrett.
0: Garrett can have ace-king. Garrett can have king-queen. Garrett can have... Air Garrett can Garrett have, a can big have draw.
1: Ace Queen of Spades, he Ace p- Jack of Spades. Mike does not have the Ace of Spades in his hand, so the, the King is the second Spade. So yeah. there's like combo draws that Garrett picked up, or even just random flush draws like four or five of Spades that Garrett, p- Garrett picked. Garrett can up.
0: have King Jack, yeah, um, be betting with the intention of checking unimproved rivers.
1: Um, so yeah, you have we, all sorts of stuff. Right. So there there are a fair amount of draws which like picked up equity here, yeah. which means like that makes shoving okay with the stack to pot ratio, in my opinion. Because mm-hmm. calling could put us in some no man's land on some rivers. There's so
0: many scary rivers, man. Yeah. There's more scary rivers than there were now because now a king is a scary. River I think if we check
1: to. call against this player, the plan has to be just to check, close our eyes, yeah. and call the river. I think even we have the to. worst of
0: cards. I agree. There's yeah. no. There's no card we're not going to. Like, is like the jack of spades maybe a card we could consider folding? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. On that card. do we have a spade in our hand? No. Okay, so maybe, maybe like the app, maybe there's like two cards in the deck we can fold. or three cards in the deck we can fold. and Everything else we call. Something like that. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. I think I think basically I agree with your strategy if we call. I think I like a call better than a shove because it's Garrett specifically. And he is absolutely the guy who loves to go for it more than anybody. Yeah, and else. you could still have four or five of diamonds. Right. Yeah. yeah I would hate to, but hate to lose that. It extra is a lot 20K. easier
1: to play as a shove and maybe a bit more comfortable, you know, just yeah. like
0: no more thinking. Right. Let's just put the chips in. Um, it is hard to imagine we're gonna get value from a reasonable hand on the river that we're ahead of if right, we like check King, call. If, King, if he
1: has king-jack, he's right. not going to bet on a deuce. No chance. If, yeah. he has, if he has
0: ace-king, I don't know if he's betting the river. Right. Maybe he is. Maybe ace-king, exactly he is. Um, maybe not. Because he's like, I block aces. Yeah. I, I got to go for some value against queens here. Maybe. Sometimes we're chopping. But may, maybe ace-king, exactly. But we block that anyway, so. Um, it is reasonable to shove, for sure. Yeah. Well, Mike's going to go ahead and do something different somehow. Somehow Mike doesn't do either option and doesn't fold. How is that even possible? Is that mathematically possible, son? It is because the min
1: raise is less than the shove. Yes. So Mike is going to raise to 20K out of his 32K. Yeah. This is just plain fucking weird.
0: Yes. Like, what is he trying to accomplish? Let's figure that out right now. Okay. Okay, there's only two possible things he should be He should be trying to accomplish, right? Yeah. It's either to induce the shove... For 12K more. For 12K more. It doesn't sound like a great plan. No. Or to give himself information and actually save the final 12,000 because he believes that he wouldn't be inducing a bluff if if Garrett shoves anyway, Garrett always has him, kind of a thing.
1: Yep, those yeah. seem like two reasonable thoughts, although those, it's that second one is kind of tough to, to justify because of the price he's going to be getting if... Yard shoves, which, by the way, he does because he, of is. Course he, he
0: has the straight. He's like, if I'm losing, it doesn't matter, right? We're and getting it all in. Who cares? So the second plan seems kind of bad
1: and weird because it's 12-225 to win 72-225. And your plan is to just, like, never win that money.
0: I mean, it's weird because also, like, let's say for a second Garrett has ace-king. Yeah. Garrett bets the flop because he's like, I don't know. I'm Garrett. Let's hope this works out. He's like, <laughs> I don't oh. know. I'm Garrett. He's like, <laughs> the, turn, the turn comes and he's like, hey. That was like maybe the best card in the deck for me. That yeah. was amazing. And he bets the turn, and Mike shoves for, and for Mike sh- clicks it back, and Garrett's like, Well, I'm not gonna fold this hand. This is now near the top of my range. Um, and uh, it's only 12,000 more. I'm, we're getting it anyway. Might as well go all in. Like, it's not impossible that he would yeah. have that thought process. If he decides he's not folding, he's probably just gonna put in, he's probably just gonna go with the hand. Like, who cares? He knows he's getting it in on the river anyway, right? Right? Every hand that he's not folding, he knows he's getting it on the river. Why would he just flat? He's flatting for what purpose? Let's say you have ace-king. Why would you flat? You're flatting to induce Mike on the river? Okay.
1: I mean, I just don't know if Garrett's betting ace-king on the flop. I don't know if
0: he is either, but let's just
1: pretend he is. Yeah.
0: I don't think he's folding it once once you check-raise for 10K more. I don't think... Probably not. Garrett's gonna be like I have so many worse hands here, I have so many bluffs, I have so many I just have so many other things. This hand has actual value. Like, whatever. If he has me, he has me. It's what do I care? I'm Garrett, I, I have so much money, it's <laughs> crazy.
1: I don't even know why like the thing that's so shocking is that Mike would make it twenty K. so weird.
0: Well, to me the thing that's shocking is not that Mike makes it twenty K. It's that Although. after
1: Garrett shoves Mike takes four minutes before making his
0: decision. That is the thing that's truly shocking. Like It's weird as hell to make a 20K for sure, and I don't know what the hell he's doing, but I would expect once Garrett goes all in, Mike would be like, call. Or Mike would be like, fold. Like, oh, well, obviously I'm folding because now I know you're never bluffing. Or obviously I'm calling because of the price I gave myself. That was always the plan. All right. so Mike just sits there.
1: So there's no actual value in analyzing Mike's true thought process here, so let's avoid that. And let's just put ourselves in the seat having played the hand this way.
0: And the reason why there's no value in analyzing Mike's thought process is because... Doesn't seem like there is any.
1: No, because he didn't have a plan. Yeah, it's right.
0: like he just was thinking. He was he was literally not thinking about what do I do if Garrett shoves. He was just thinking I'm going to raise to twenty thousand
1: instead of thirty two to twenty five because
0: I can't just let this guy check back the river or something. I don't know. Anyway, okay, so here we are. We're so we're now we're putting ourselves in this spot, right? Yes, as played. Right, Jesus.
1: So are we supposed to call or fold? It's the price is very good.
0: The price is amazing.
1: Twelve to twenty five to win seventy two to twenty five.
0: Bryce is outrageous. We are at the second-best hand in our range, probably. Now, yeah, because we're Mike. We were Mike up to this point, yeah. right? So I'm assuming, as we were saying, Mike isn't four-betting 10s. Right. Just, we just don't think that's part of his style. Yeah. So maybe if he is, maybe he's got a few combos of things that are better than kings and aces, but on, on this board, very, very, very few, right? So really, so aces may be like the seventh-best combination he has here, but it's, it's pretty high up in yep. his range, right? Okay. So on that level, it feels like this is an obvious call for using distribution. However, let me, let me ask a different question. What hands are we check raising that are worse than aces here that we may fold? I can't come up with any.
1: That's a good point.
0: I can't think of any. Like, yeah. we're either check raising a big draw, a hand that's a draw that's an easy call.
1: Like ace, queen of spades. I
0: guess we could have ace, king, exactly. We could have ace, king, and that's worse. Yeah. That's it. But that's, that's a fair amount of combos, at least, right? That's 12 combos. Yeah. That's it. And they play the same. Like, Garrett almost never has aces. Okay.
1: So let's stop doing the... Let's stop
0: being blind to Garrett's
1: hand now, Mm. because you're just talking about Mike's range. Yeah. What do we think Garrett would play this way, typically? I mean, so for obvious reasons, all of the hands that are better than aces, he's going to play this way. Yeah. He's going to play the sets this way. He's going to play the straights this way. Two pair. He's going to play two pair this way. For sure. He's so, gonna shove
0: two pair. Once he gets check jammed, oh, check raised to this amount when there's this much behind. Let's
1: let's eliminate not. king king from his range. Let's assume he's gonna five about that preflop, although maybe he I wouldn't. Think so he let's would. not eliminate king king from his range. Then that's twelve sets that he plays exactly this way.
0: Maybe we call him ten sets. We leave a little bit of kings in there and, and take some out too. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Call him ten. We'll give them one combo of king-king and leave the other two out, assuming five bets. I don't know. Who cares?
1: Okay. Ten combos of sets. Yeah. They're, let's assume all six, seven suiteds and queen-jack suiteds, right? I think we have to. Yeah, I think we absolutely have to. So that's another eight combos. Yep. 18 combos there. Two pair combos. So, um, Ten-nine. Ten-nine suited. Two combos of that. Yeah. Two combos of nine-eight. Yep.
0: That's another four. So Eight-ten. Probably two combos of 8-10. Let's assume two combos of 8-10. So that's up to 24 combos, I think. Because we're at 18 and then 2-2-2. Yep. And then king-10 suited? Maybe. Maybe. Okay, so that's... Is the 10 the 10 of spades? 10 of hearts. Okay, so there's two combos of that? Yeah. Okay. Um, so we're at like 26 combos? 26 combos that he would slam dunk play this way. 100% all the time. Right.
1: And then so the combos that work for us as Mike are ace-king, which I'm not really sure Garrett is going to bet on the flop. And there are six combos of that from our perspective as Mike. Okay. So I, I really can't give him all six. I'm
0: not 100% sure he's betting king-ten on the flop.
1: By the okay, way. fair enough. So but There's only two combos. We can anyway. make that 24, but yeah, yeah, it like, doesn't change much. I think we should only give him like two combos of ace-king that he'd actually bet on the flop. Of the 12? Oh, no, we're Mike. No. We're Mike, so we're there's Mike, a lot yeah. less than that. You're right. Yeah.
0: Oh, there's... what? That's a third. That's yeah, a third yeah. of the combos. Um, Yes, it is. Okay. Cool, cool. Seems fair, right? That seems fair. And
1: then on top of that, he's going to have Ace, Jack of Spades. That's sure. Two back doors over... Oh, yeah. Uh, open ender. Sure. Yeah. Ace, Jack of Spades. Maybe Ace, Queen, Ace Queen of-, of Spades. Sure. Yeah. So that's two more combos. Yeah. So we're at four. How about just um, other spade combos, period? Like four or five of spades? Yeah. yeah. Maybe he has some of that. I think so. So we have to add in a, you know, three more random yeah. combos of that.
0: Okay. So we're up to like seven combos? It's not good. Okay. There's also potentially some air here. Just total air. He's Garrett. He might have other ace jacks, by the way. Yes. Ace jack suiteds. He really might. And he may see that king and be like, if Mike has queens, what's Mike going to do now? Also, All right. So we can add three combos, the other, the other what three the hell? ace jack. Let's do Actually,
1: it. Actually, we can't. We can add one combo because we have two aces as Mike. So right, it, we only had one combo of Ace Jack suited, Rats. unfortunately. Yeah. Right. It's tough to get there. But the price is good enough against that range for sure to call. Yeah. Because we are getting six to one.
0: By the way, Garrett may have some other weird shit we're not even thinking about. Garrett may have Ace Jack off for all we know. Yeah. We gave him a pretty good price. He's in position. He's Garrett. It's possible. Maybe. If he can have Ace Jack off, then it's a slam dunk. Call. All
1: right. So with six to one, it's a clear call.
0: Yeah. Even though it sucks. It sucks. Um and the thing is, as we already sort of mentioned, if you're going to check race to 20K with 12.5 left, you should already know what you're doing when yep. he shoves. Um, you shouldn't go into the super intense, slow process, which Mike does instead.
1: <laughs> right. By the way, even against some of the combos that are beating us right now, we have outs against some of the two pair combos. Absolutely. And this, and the sets, we don't have many outs, but we still have two yeah. outs. Absolutely. Unfortunately, against Garrett, we have zero outs. Yeah. And, uh, Mike
0: does call. Mike does call and loses. The bot. And then Phil complains about how sick it is. Yeah, because he has these guys spikes. calling with 6'7", and how can they do it? And it's like, really, Phil? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Phil. It isn't like, it isn't like he hit a 6, and, or like he called with a gutter and went running 6'7", or something like that. Like, come on, he flopped a straight, and it was a suited-connected hand, and he was in position, and he was getting a good price. Like, come on.
1: Yeah, so the thing here that's... The, the thing that's, like, so weird and interesting about the hand is that Mike chose to check race to 20K, which is, like, just not a good idea. But then when he did that, had no plan. Right. like,
0: I think I actually don't hate it all. Like the check raise all in on the turn. the more I think about it. Um, We're going to get called by only the monster draws, which is great because they miss more often than they hit and we get all the money instead of like not. Right. I'd be worried that he's going to check back his big ace highs on the river sometimes where he's just like, I can't get you to fold. Yeah. I have the tiniest bit of showdown value. Fuck it. I mean, not against Mike. No, not against Mike. Um, you're right. Mike has the worst thing. Mike has is Queens, right? Yeah. So never mind. Um, but still I'd be worried that he's gonna be like, I can't get Mike to fold when Mike's got 20 K left. So I'm not going to try. Uh, so yeah, I think a check shove is pretty good to eliminate, to just, to just like make your life easy. Yep. It's not crazy to do. I it. I agree with point. that. And if you're going to check
1: min raise, which I don't like, you should know what's, what your plan is. Yeah.
0: I think Mike was more like, uh, I got to deny equity to this guy, so he went to do it, but he wanted to get called by, like, some weaker hand, so he's trying to keep it small. Like, he's 10 or something, which would never maybe, bet the turn. Maybe King Jack. Yeah. He's afraid of folding out King Jack if he shoves, stuff like that, so, he wants, so he'll force King Jack to call. Yeah, now sure. King Jack may just shove, though. The problem is King Jack may just shove because it's like, whatever, man. Like, let's go. Like, I this is the only way to get that extra twelve thousand from you every time I improve is to to shove. If King like,
1: Jackson there, then that adds a lot more. That well, at least three more combos that we can add to the we should definitely be calling and knowing that we're going to call
0: yeah. list. Yeah. Um. But so I think he did for that reason, and that's as far as he got. And then when Garrett shoves, he's like, "Oh shit!" Like, I think, I think like he knows I'm super. He knows what I have. Like, it looks like I have aces or ace king, right? Yeah. Like. Or kings. Right. But fine. Even if let's, yeah. let's say he's losing to Garrett. Sometimes, you assume Garrett's losing to kings a lot, right? Yeah. With most of his range, which right. he is. Um, but looks like I have aces or ace-king a lot here, and he's not getting away from those other hands. So if, he, if kings are ahead, who cares? He's like, I'm going to obviously lose that money anyway. Um, oh, shit. He obviously has me. But what's the point of making this play if you're not going to make a superstar fold or, gonna make a, or a snap call? I just don't know why this is terrible yep <laughs> all right well that's that okay I think it's and all I need is one mic you're not gonna show every single MC how it's start right every time I come by I'm about to leave so tired I'm sipping on liquor liquorquitter is what I'm not we got one life and I took a minor break but I'm back to claim the Krone and gonna be traveling the glow we still have time to make it